Welcome to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Michael is a speaker and author of two best-selling books and the president of three financial companies. Everything that we've created, the different companies, the different divisions, has all kind of been born out of a need. You know, it's not necessarily saying, hey, uh, let's go do this. It's, it's more so saying, you know, where is the need that we see and where are some places that we can fill that need and add value? And then we've kind of created solutions around it. He's also been a guest on several national media outlets like CNBC, Fox Business, and Bloomberg. His passion is to help you live well in retirement. He is also a dedicated husband and father and a big supporter of several local and national charities. Now, it's time for the Wealth and Health Radio Show with your host, Michael Wall. Welcome in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. And again, I'm your host, Michael Wall, here, joined each and every week with Mr. Randy Cook in studio. Hello again. Good to be here. Yeah, here to cook up some great stuff and uh, really share some thoughts and insight, folks, to help you live well, live healthy, live on point and on purpose in life. And that's really what we're about. By the way, at any point in time, feel free to reach out to us at leanonthewall.com. You know, Randy, we all get tired every once in a while. You got to lean on the wall. So leanonthewall.com is where we are, folks. Or you can give us a ring, 888-511-WALL. Again, that's 888-511-9255. You can reach out to us. You can check out previous shows. Say, hey, I want to have this on the show, or I got a question about my portfolio. And Randy, you know, there's a lot of exciting things going on in the world, as always, which makes things fun, because then we have things to talk about, right? Absolutely. I mean, we have, uh, well, I don't want to talk about Janet Yellen that much, yeah. but, <laughs> but, but they are talking about interest rates yeah. again and yep. talking about, you know, the economy's getting better. We may move those up. That yep. could affect savers yep. and could affect all of us. I mean, mm-hmm. you want to buy a car, a low interest rate is a good thing. Mm-hmm. You want to buy a house, a low interest rate is a good thing. You want to save for retirement, a low interest rate is not, a, not good a good thing. thing. Yeah, not exactly. A good thing. So you talk about mm-hmm. that kind of environment in your book. And I, since we talked about the website, I I think it would probably be a good thing to to talk a little bit about your book. It is uh, Retire Once, Retire Well, mm-hmm. and it's not the first edition, it's the second edition. Yeah. And if you scroll onto the website, you can see that right there. Tell me why the second edition of the book, the update of the book, what'd you do? Well, you know, we wanted to add, really we wanted to tweak it in, in, in a variety of different ways, as well as adding some chapters and some information that wasn't in before. You know, the book before I thought was great. We were blessed. It was an Amazon bestseller. We were in a place where we got a lot of traction from it, but I just felt from feedback from readers, we, we took a lot of feedback from a lot of readers. I thought, you know, I want to make this more of a, not a workbook, but almost, you know, a working format, so to speak, for the reader. So I wanted it to be something where it was touch, feel, tangible, where that, you know, you pick up so many books today, Randy, and you read it and you walk away and you're like, okay, that was a good book or I learned something. But what do you really apply to your life, mm-hmm. right? So with this new book, what I wanted to do, the second edition, I wanted to really create a space where with each chapter, there's things where people can dial in and answer questions right there in the book. You know, questions about, okay, what steps are you taking now and why? A question about your investments. What are you currently doing? To help you to get to a place where not just thinking, but actually writing things down and almost reasoning with yourself and working that through that with the book, if you will. I think that's a great point because I learn things by writing them down. Whatever yeah. I'm going to speak in front of people or anything like that, I write them down and that's my process of kind of putting it in my head. Right. And I think it's a great idea to have a book where you can write things down, take some notes, highlight, do what you want to do, and you can refer back to it and say, well, that was the thing that I wanted to take away from that chapter. Well, and the other thing it does, Randy, is it allows people to use more of their senses. Everybody learns differently. Like, I'm the guy that when I sit down, you know, it's hard for me to sit down. I'm not a test taker. I'm not that kind of a guy. And some people are. Some people are great at just sitting and plowing through and reading. I'm the guy where I'm more audible or I got to have it something that I'm working through it with me. 
so something like this, it's, it's almost like it's a simple, easy read, and there's parts and places in the book and in different chapters where you're going to be called, if you really want to dial through and improve your situation, to step back and work through this. Mm-hmm. The other thing we did is we added some more insight as far as some things that Wall Street doesn't want you to know. That's some stuff we added in there in the book that is really, really important to give readers clarity uh, so they can have a better feel of what's going on out there. Well, we're going to drill down on that in just a second here, but you go to the website, which is leanonthewall.com. Scroll down just a little bit. You'll see Michael there with Retire Once, Retire Well. Click on that. Pick up the new book right here from the Wall Financial Group. Well, Michael, let's talk a little bit about that whole idea of things Wall Street doesn't <laughs> want you to know, because there is some messages. There are messages out there. Wall Street says, you know, market's going down. Hang in there. You don't want to lock in a loss. Uh, market says, stay with it. Over time, the market always goes up. You'll recover. You'll do okay. For some people, that is not necessarily a very good message. If you're getting close to retirement, you want to preserve some of your money. There are some messages out there that might not be right for everybody. You know, Randy, it's like anything else. You're getting bombarded by a variety of different messages from a variety of different mediums. The key is to not look at any investment or any structure or anything in general as that's exactly what you should take. In other words, if you're watching TV, you know, we've we've talked before about there's a gentleman out there and he's got a firm, a fairly large firm, which is an advisory firm. You know, I'm sure they do great work. I've seen some of what they do from clients that have come this way. But at the end of the day, you know, his tout and fame is don't buy annuities, don't buy annuities, don't buy annuities. Now, I'm not saying that everybody should own an annuity and I'm not saying you shouldn't own an annuity. But what I am saying is whether it's a mutual fund or whether it's a stock or whether it's an ETF or whether it's a non-traded or whether it's private equity or whether it's options or whether it's a CD, whether it's whatever, these are all investment tools. I'm never going to be in a situation, Randy, where I'm going to say, you know what? Hey, don't buy this or do buy that. That's one of the reasons our firms, you know, we have a couple of different companies, as you know, mm-hmm. we're set up to be totally independent. So that way we can offer any investment structure that exists out there today. Why do we do that? Because I want to be in a place that we can have the opportunity and the platform to really analyze investments as tools and decide which tool is correct. You know, you say a lot of times, if you're if you're a hammer, you're every, you think everything's a nail. Right. And, and at the end of the day, everything's not a nail because, you know, things are different. So we got to make sure that when we look at investment structures, we understand which ones are appropriate for the stages of life we're in and which ones provide the right kind of solution for the current goals that we have. You're listening to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. You can find us online at leanonthewall.com. Go to the website sometime today. Scroll around there a little bit. Find Michael's new book and find out how you can get in touch with Michael. If you go down to the bottom of the page, you'll see request a review. If you'd like Michael to just take a look at what you have right now and just get to know him and say, you know, I've listened to you on the radio. I want to find out a little bit more about you, what you have to say about my situation, what I want to do in life. We welcome that. Give us a call at 888-511-WALL or 888-511-9255. Again, leanonthewall.com. Well, you know, Michael, that guy that you were just talking about with the annuities, I'm going to play just a little piece of what he has in his latest commercial. I would die and go to hell before I would sell an annuity. (laughs) (laughs) I just laugh every time I hear that. There is a guy who is saying Mm. that this part of investing is just wrong. I'm throwing that out forever. I would never... Yeah. work in this area. And I think that that's, that's almost irresponsible, isn't it? Well, it's very irresponsible. And now here's what I, I want to preface it with this. I understand where that language and that thinking comes from. Okay. Because there's a lot of annuities out there that are horrible. Right. And people have been, for lack of a better word, screwed over or just sold a product. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I understand where he's coming from. 
But if you really do a lot of due diligence, you know, there's Wharton School of Business Studies that was done by Professor Babel back in 2010. There's a lot of other validated studies with real world, actually real data sharing real insight from real people who have had great experiences with certain of those products. So, you know, you can't throw it all out. I mean, it'd be like, again, you have to evaluate the situation to determine which is and is not appropriate. You know, they, again, he's leveraging off the fact that there's a lot of people out there in the space, in the financial space that just sell product. That's a problem. That's right. a big problem for our industry. And and that's one of the things, and one of my goals is to hope to change that. Now, obviously, as our firm, the way we're set up, Randy, as you know, is we're boutique. You know, we have a million dollar minimum, a 10 million private wealth, and then pro athlete division. So we are boutique as far as who we work with. But from the perspective of sharing the message through the show, the goal is to really change the space and to say, let's talk through this and have a conversation and not just throw this or that out. You know, it'd be like driving a car, Randy. And saying, you know what, my previous car, when I got it in a wreck, the airbag blew and it scratched my face. Uh, so therefore, I think all cars should no longer have steering wheels. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Obviously, there's a purpose for a steering wheel. Right. Obviously, the airbag's important because it probably saved your life. But does, it, does that mean it needs to be tweaked or maybe improved? Or maybe it had the, you know, maybe it was a recalled one and didn't have the right airbag. You know, who knows? Mm -hmm. The bottom line is you don't just automatically throw it out. And to throw out advertising that's so uh, divisive in any particular industry, I think is, I think is detrimental to the overall industry instead of going at it and saying listen let's have some education which is what we the approach we try and take and let's educate people you know what there are some good annuities and there are some bad ones so let's talk about the pros and cons of them there are some good stocks and there are some bad stocks let's talk about pros and cons good mutual funds bad mutual funds good etfs bad etfs good managed accounts good REITs, good, you know, private equity, all this stuff. And let's talk about uh, the pros and cons and what to look for when you're looking for investments. So that way you can now make educated decision instead of a scared decision. <laughs> That's much better. You're listening to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Give us a call, sit down with Michael and talk through the questions that you have. Maybe you heard that commercial and you go, hey, I've got one of those. <laughs> I, I need to find out what's going on. Give him a call. It's 888-511-WALL or 888-511-9255. Coming up next, bringing a financial advisor into your life. It's a big decision, but there needs to be trust. So how is that trust built? And what's the number one thing that gets in the way? That's next on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. It's a beautiful Are you concerned with all of the uncertainty that's happening with our country today and how it can affect your finances? Hi, I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies and the host of the Wealth and Health Radio Show. I've written a simple, easy to read book that can help you cut through the nonsense in the financial world, as well as empower you on how to make better financial decisions and how to be a better steward of your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com. Again, that's retirewellbook.com right now to get your copy. Thanks for joining us on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Find us online, leanonthewall.com. There is something about sitting down with a financial advisor, Michael, and I, I wonder if you've had this experience. I talk to other guys and they say, I work with a client and we seem to have a good relationship. And then after a year or something like that, then the person looks at me and says, well, I've got $800,000 here in cash. What should I do with that? <laughs> and all of a sudden, you, the, your eyes pop out and you say, 
Well, why didn't we talk about that when we sat down at the beginning? And I think that that speaks toward trust, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. That, that you were talking about people just selling product and people are holding back sometimes cash because they feel like it's they're going to be sold something. You're 100% correct. I mean, a lot of people love to buy stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's be honest. As Americans, we are consumers. We love to buy things. But we hate to be sold because the old definition in in people's minds of being sold something is being sold something that you really don't want or really don't need, but you're in a situation where, you know, you're being sold. And and again, as I mentioned previous, you know, in a segment talking about people and advisors in this space selling a product specifically instead of really evaluating and doing a holistic, organic approach, which is our take when we meet with people you know, that's what's caused this rift in the industry. And so I think when you look at that, it is a trust issue. And I get that. Mm -hmm. That's the fog that we want to be trying to break through. And that's why we want to educate the way we do. And so one of the things that I look at, Randy, is I say, listen, first off, as you know, when we look at our firm and this message needs to be clear, we're not right for everybody that listens to us. We're not trying to get everybody that's listening to the show to come in and connect with us. We're trying to get the people that are the right people and the right fit. We use that as a platform. We also use this as a way, uh, as this is heard in a variety of different mediums, to share information for people so they can become more educated and make better decisions. So in the financial industry in general, yes, people being sold products is a big, big issue. Well, what do you do to solve that problem? Well, you gotta, you gotta start from an information and an educational perspective. And so from that perspective, now you're in a place where you're learning things, you're understanding things, and quite honestly, uh, you're, you're in a place where you can make better decisions because you are uh, educated. You know more. And that's why we put some of those educational videos on some different things on our site as well. So mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to do, always improving that. Is Michael, in your book, you have an illustration of building a house. Mm-hmm. And I would think, and I, and I love that illustration of building a good foundation and a good structure and a good roof and, and all that goes along with and having a holistic approach to investing. And, and I think that that in itself is what people are looking for to sit down with somebody and listen to them for a while and say, well, here's what you need and slide some papers across the table because you have a cookie cutter approach to how you're going to help protect money and grow money is not really what I think people are. That's being sold something. Yeah. If you say to somebody, here's how we're going to build your retirement or here's how we're going to build your empire. You know, this is what we're going to do for you. And, and we're going to start with a good foundation. We're going to build a good structure. We're going to build a good roof on it. I think that speaks more to what you do. Think about it like this, folks. If you've ever built a house, why do you build a house in the first place? You build a house because you don't want to live in someone else's house. You want to build what you want. Now, the problem is, depending on where you are, if you're in a community that only has four or five different models, you know, you get these to choose from, and then you got different, you know, things that you can pick. Well, that's fine. But a lot of people would prefer a more custom route. They want to build what they want. Why? Because they want something unique, specific that, that kind of meets and addresses and kind of shines through what their needs, desires, goals, and what they're really all about. Same way with a financial portfolio. That doesn't mean there aren't different tools or investments that are used with a variety of different people that are appropriate and, and that are the same. But each structure, each person, each family, Randy, is different. Mm-hmm. There's differences. I mean, there's some similarities, but there's a lot of differences. You know, maybe maybe you're they're in a situation, you know, this family's in a situation where they like to uh, be a part of this nonprofit or they want to live this kind of lifestyle or they want to, you know, so you just don't know. And so when you build that financial house, just as you build a custom house, 
you're, you're talking through with the architect and the builder to really dive in and say, okay, what type of flooring do we want? What type of insulation do we want? What type of protection do we want, you know, in relation to this? How uh, efficient do we want to make this house? What type of fixtures do we want? Do we want to go high end? Do we want to go ultra high end? You know, do we want to have, you know, how big do we want our lanai to be? How big do we want the pool to be? All these different things. So that way it can really feel comfortable with the type of space that you want. When you look at building a financial house, now what we're talking about is we're saying, okay, well, let's take a look at the foundation. What is that? Well, let's, that's basically the piece, Randy, where we're, we're targeting in on how much of the portfolio we want to protect. You know, there's a big difference between conservative and guaranteed, right? So we want to talk about what is out there where we can protect our money from market loss because there's a variety of different investments that are available. So let's talk through that. Let's talk through the pros and the cons for that piece. Now the client gets the opportunity to pick, you know, we kind of aid in that conversation, but they get to pick what it looks like in the foundation. Then we move to the walls. You know, what are the walls? Well, that's not my last name with an S on it, right? (laughs) That's where we're building out things where there's a little bit of calculated risk, whether we're in the market, actively traded accounts, using non-traded, a variety of other things. You know, just like anytime you build a house, 10 years in, 15 years in, you're like, you know what? I was watching HGTV. I went to some Christmas parties. I'm going to move a wall around. Yeah, I mean, my, you know, my, my kitchen's out of date. I yeah. got I got to replace things. Yeah. I got to change stuff. So in the walls, you're moving stuff around. The roof is where there's some things that are happening that are outside of our control. A hurricane comes through, you know, things blow off, whatever. So that's more risk. So we dial that in from guaranteed to calculator risk to even greater risk, depending on the client's situation. And some clients, when they're all done, when they look at the scenario, they say, you know what? Hey, listen, if we can be mostly in the foundation and take no risk and achieve our goals, we're fine with that. Others say, you know, we want this amount of the walls. And, you know, we talk about what all those investments are and how that works. So now when they walk away, they have a real clear picture of what their portfolio looks like, not just you know, those calculations that you see from Monte Carlo and all those other things where you go to advisors and they'll give you these spreadsheets of, okay, if the market and you average X amount per year for the next 30 years, the problem with those, Randy, is that the markets don't average 5 to 6% a year every year. Mm-hmm. They just don't do that. Over a period of time, maybe so. Right. But the not, pro- not maybe it, when you want to retire. Well, and the problem <laughs> is, is you're in a place where people are retiring and now they're taking money from the portfolio. Yeah. See, that's the difference. We're taking money out instead of putting money in. Somebody sold a business and they want to protect that money and grow it reasonably. They're no longer putting money each and every month or each and every you know quarter or whatever into a business or into an investment. So the, the thinking in retirement is very different. And that's why the house, just like in building your own personal house, is custom to you. Or if you could allow it to be, you'd want it to be. We want to create a structure that's custom to the client. It's tailored. Those types of clothes fit better. I prefer tailored stuff. I know you do too. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you know that's what we, that's the kind of feel and touch we want to have with our clients. You know, we never really used this illustration before, but you know, using an architect to build that home, that custom home that you want, and you need a architect to build your financial home as well. And that's kind of what Michael does here on the program and the, the story that we want to tell and the story we'd like to sit down and talk to you about. Give us a call. Take our challenge. We have uh, a $40,000 tax challenge that Michael talks about. There is a tax part of his financial group, and they would love to have the opportunity to sit down with you at this time of the year. This is that time of year to talk about it and see how we can help you save money on taxes, see how we can help you build that financial home that you've always wanted. Give us a call. It's 888-511-WALL or 888-511-9255. Go to our website today, leanonthewall.com. Go down to the bottom of the page. You'll see request a review. Click on that, fill out that field, and we'll talk. It'll be a a great conversation. You're listening to The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall, and we'll be right back.
Worried about losing money in another market crash? Ever wonder if your investments are in the right place? I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies, radio show host, and TV commentator. There's a lot of fog in the financial industry, and I want the average investor to be able to break through that fog. That's why I wrote the book, Retire Once, Retire Well. It reveals secrets that Wall Street doesn't want you to know and gives you insider tips to help you maximize your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com to get your copy right now. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. And welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Find us online, leanonthewall.com. Sunday morning, we are on top of the world. Feels absolutely, good. Absolutely, absolutely. Love that stuff from Imagine Dragons there. Well, what we're going to do now is go into our Ask Michael segment. What we like to do is uh, go out on the street with a microphone and ask you what you're thinking and what you want to know. Can I ask you something? I've been wondering. Let me ask you a question. Here's a question for you. All right. Michael, when we go out on the street, we ask people some financial questions. We ask them what they're concerned about. And that's what we're going to go to in this one. You were talking in the last segment about building that financial house. Can you control that money? Can you control your retirement? Can you control what's going to happen in the future? In some ways, I feel like we can control as much as we want, and then it's somewhat out of our control. My parents were very careful about their retirement, and then the market crashed, and they lost more than half of what they had invested. So my main goal is to have some kind of a balance. I'm not going to put more than a reasonable amount away planning for the future just because in some ways it's not always guaranteed. There's got to be some kind of balance there. Got to be some kind of balance there. You talked about building that house and if you feel better with the foundation, great. If you want to build some walls, a roof, there's got to be kind of an evaluation of who you are in the house that you build. Before you build, and again, I love this analogy. That's why we use it with with folks, mm-hmm. because people get it. You know, if you're in a situation where you're building a house, a custom home, personally, that you're going to live in, there's a lot of planning and preparation that goes into that. You know, you're sitting down with the architect, you're tweaking a little bit, you're saying, you know, I want the master bath to be a little bit bigger, I want this to be a little bit, I want the study to be like this, I want this bedroom, you know, I want, et cetera. So you're, you're moving things around, even while you're building the home, and as you're even walking in that space, you know, there's tweaks that occur. You're, well, you know, this looked good on paper, but I really, the feel of it now, I realize I want to change and push this wall, or I want to do this, or I want to do that. And that, that occurs all the time when you build your own custom home. Likewise, that should be the case when you talk about building your portfolio. Now, a lot of clients that come into us, really all of them, Randy, as you know, have a level of wealth because we have a minimum. By the way, that's one of the reasons we do that. We, because, you know, we realize that people are in a situation where, you know, they're, they're scared about financial people, so to speak, or financial firms in general, who's going to mm-hmm. do what's right for me. Mm-hmm. So that's why we set a minimum. We say, listen, we know you might have, you know, millions of dollars and that's fine. We've just set a minimum at a, 1 million. So that way, when you come to us, we're going to make it easy for you to start that process and start the conversation. And then as we continue to build the house for you, working with the piece that we start with, and some people come in and they, they, they bring it all and that's up to them. But at the end of the day, you know, we want to be in a situation where we're tweaking that process, just like building a house. We start out and we say, okay, what are your goals in the future? And what are your needs? What are your income needs now? What are your income needs in two years, three years, five years? And they may not fully know the answer to all of those questions, but we've been doing this long enough. You know, Randy, we've been helping people in the retirement space for over 16 years. We've had the opportunity to ask a lot of questions to people over those years and really refine the process of understanding what they need. And that's why we don't just come at it like a lot of firms will come at and they'll just show them, hey, here's a here's a projected portfolio that our computer program spit out for you mm-hmm. based on your XYZ. Well, 
every person is not the same. And, you know, so we want to create custom. We do a lot of conversation. We use the whiteboard. There's a lot of interaction as we build out this financial house. So that way we can say, okay, what does it look like for your specific situation? And then we tweak. This is very important. You know, we tweak as we move along. A lot of times people are in a situation where they're not getting a proactive approach and tweaking is very, very important. We challenge people to say, when's the last time you talked to your financial advisor or when's the last time your financial reached out to you? Yeah. And I think that's really important that you have regular updates with that person. If something happens that you're concerned about, you should be able to reach out, talk to that person and say, hey, do we need to make an adjustment? Well, Randy, it's preparing in advance. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows that, you know, if you want to win, you know, just like the Patriots when they won, right? In the past Super Bowl, which is amazing comeback, by the way. But, you know, they didn't get there because all of a sudden they showed up that day and said, huh, you know, wonder how we're going to play today. Wonder what plays we're going to run today. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, they prepared in advance. They practiced in advance. Same way with a portfolio. You know, you don't show up the day or the eve of a market crash, number one, because you never know when it's going to be exactly. Right. If we all knew that, nobody would have lost money in 08. Now, the good thing is, because the way we prepared and the way we planned, a lot of our clients fared very, very well in those years, okay? But the reason was because we were proactive and we prepared in advance. And so my challenge to people as they're listening to this, folks, if you're listening to this on the radio, tune in right now. I want to encourage you, regardless of what your desire is, your goal is in the future, regardless of who you're working with, you need to be in a place where you are preparing in advance for whatever the future holds, whether it's great or, great or negative, good mm -hmm. or bad. We know we're going to have other 2008s in the future. That's going to happen. So let's build out and let's have a conversation through talking about protecting, growing. Taxes are huge. You talked about that. Obviously, Wall Lasseter is a company where we do advanced tax planning for those that are currently have businesses and things. But preparing in advance is a big philosophy that has been threaded through uh, my firm for years and years and years, because that's been always my philosophy, is we got to prepare in advance to fare well. What I hear you saying is it should not be a surprise if if we see the market go down a thousand points in a couple of days. It should not be a surprise that you call your financial advisor and say, well, what are we doing? And there should be a plan there. Yeah. There should be a escape hatch and an off ramp. There should be something that should have happened in advance. Well, absolutely. You know, and a question that I always ask people, again, just to help them to think, because remember, Randy, you know, I'm in a situation where, again, seriously, I'm, I'm saying we're in a place where we're not right for everyone. We're boutique and not everyone's right for us. But the person listening to this out there that they're connecting with what I'm saying, here's what I want you to hear. When you're in a situation where um, you're taking a look at your portfolio and what's happening, the question you have to ask yourself is what is currently in place if your advisor gets it wrong? What is currently in place to protect your money if your advisor gets it wrong? That's a pretty big question. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have the answer to that. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe the, I'm not really sure what's in place. So at the end of the day, what is in place if they get it wrong? And what are the steps to take? What are the corrective steps that are going to happen automatically? There should be some things that are going to happen automatically. Now, you know, at the end of the day, it depends on how your portfolio is built out, but you need to know the answer to that question. And that is what steps are in place if your advisor gets it wrong? That's a big question you need to ask. And if you don't have the answer to that, you need to have that. Because listen, you worked your entire life for everything that you have. And the last thing you want to do is take a laissez-faire approach to your future 
and and just hope. It's all you know, hope and change. Yeah. We know what that brought us, right? Right. And, and then the other part of it, oh, just hang in there; it'll come back. Yeah. Well, nobody loves hanging. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, that, and that rope gets a little tight around the neck. I hear Creates you. burns. We don't want to do that, so yeah. we want to make sure there's a plan. Well, these are some some challenges that we have for you today, listening today. Uh, do you have that kind of a relationship with your financial advisor? Do you have that kind of knowledge of what the plan is? Have you built that kind of a plan? Have you built that kind of a financial house? That's what Michael would like to sit down and talk to you about. Give us a call. It's 888-511-WALL or 888-511-9255. Go online, find us, leanonthewall.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the page. You'll see request a review. Click on that. Fill in that little field there and, uh, and Michael will sit down and talk to you about your concerns and help you build the house that you want to build in your financial future. We'll be right back with more of the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Are you concerned with all of the uncertainty that's happening with our country today and how it can affect your finances? Hi, I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies and the host of the Wealth and Health Radio Show. I've written a simple, easy to read book that can help you cut through the nonsense in the financial world, as well as empower you on how to make better financial decisions and how to be a better steward of your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com. Again, that's retirewellbook.com right now to get your copy. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with your host, Michael Wall. Michael has appeared on several national media outlets like Fox Business, Bloomberg, and CNBC. And now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Online, you can find us at leanonthewall.com. You can also get a hold of us at 888-511-WALL or 888-511-9255. I'm going to pick up with part two of our interview with Ross Thompson of Classified Worldwide Net. Part of his business is to help companies, CEOs, travel safely outside the country and provide education and security. But there's another part of his business that helps people like you, maybe just simply going on vacation and being smarter while you're traveling. You know, one of the things, Randy, that I was thinking about is, you know, a lot of times your kids are college age or they've been college age, maybe even have grandkids college age now. Obviously, you're concerned about protecting them. What are some real practical things? When these kids are traveling or maybe they're in college and they're going to clubs and, you know, the kids and, you know, they're, they're kind of in environments that they're, they're, it's outside of their dorm room. It's outside of their control. What sure. can they do uh, to kind of protect themselves? Well, you know, we had mentioned and, um, and Beth Holloway is a, a very dear friend of mine and a former colleague. And I've, I've worked with her for a number of years and it's obviously just terrible what, what happened to her daughter, Natalie. And we, we pray for her every day, but, um, this is not an uncommon story, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It is something that happens a lot. It's something that I've been involved in a lot. I've seen it in Europe. I've seen it um, in, in the Caribbean. You know, specifically kids, high school kids, college kids, they're vulnerable to these things because they're they're put in new situations. And not just a foreign country, a new city, but uh, new customs, new people, new laws, drinking laws, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, they're put in a situation that they're not familiar with, um, and it's it's you know uh, it's new and it's intoxicating. And you know guards go down, especially when you're in a new environment, but you're still with kind of a a group of American kids or kids you went to college with or school with. You know immediately the environment feels familiar because of some of the people you're around. 
but you're actually in a, in a very different environment and you put your guard down because uh, you feel safe with your friends. But, um, you know, that's that's really not. not it's an case. element of so- false safety, right? right? It is. And, and that's where you see a lot of this this trouble happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I've talked to a lot of a lot of women, you know, girls, women that, um, you know, are, are not only college age, but, you know, in their 30s, you know, about about some of the training things we do and some of the things we do. Um, in general as a company, you know, and one of their big things was, you know, how do I protect myself from being, you know, drugged, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and ultimately, you know, the, uh, the thought is that, you know, after that there's some, some type of assault that goes on, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what they're really concerned about spring break to just traveling in Europe to, to even here locally. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, that's a concern. And, and, you know, again, you know, going, beyond the do's and don'ts and actually, you know, showing you and implementing some practical ways and practical knowledge how to avoid that type of thing. You know, for instance, you know, a common a common strategy in, in Europe and in the Caribbean, you know, guy or girl, you know, starts buying you drink or, you know, the bartender starts buying you drinks. Usually they'll push kind of a last one on you mm. um, after you've already had a couple. And it's usually that last drink that has you know, whatever drug in it. So, you know, that's one of the things we teach is that, you know, and, and we hear from a lot of people that, you know, that's exactly how it happened to me. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a couple of drinks. I, you know, I felt comfortable. I felt, you know, relaxed. And then kind of that, you know, the closing time or, you know, as it got later, they, they pushed that one final drink. No, no, one, 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 one more, one more, one more. Um, and that's the one that's the kind of the kiss of death. So, yeah. you know, there's a lot of things that, that, you know, should be taught to our, our daughters, yeah. um, our sons, you know, yeah. that are our, our young adults that, that go overseas that really are, are, are things that are taught to intelligence officers. And, and these things can be parlayed and used to, uh, again, that concept of traveling undercover, um, where you can, you can really kind of, you know, mitigate some of these risks that are, they're just inherent in traveling. So let me ask you this question. I know Randy uh, was talking off air a little bit here and we were talking about the idea of traveling in general. And, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, if you, if you see somebody over, you know, traveling somewhere and they got a camera around their neck, I mean, obviously they're a tourist, right? But how can we be in a situation, not always, but a lot of times, how can we be in a situation where we're traveling? A lot of executives, a lot of families that are just traveling uh, different places, all over the world to kind of put yourself in a situation where you're kind of being almost incognito. Are there a few practical tips that people can apply or take without giving everything away uh, here, Ross, that people can actually apply to their lives to say, you know what, as I travel, these are a couple of smart tips that I want to apply to make sure that I'm not making myself a you know unnecessary target. Sure. So we have to kind of use the mentality that, that most crime are crimes of opportunity. They're motivated on low-hanging fruit. And this is what you see in, in Europe with the pit-pocketing and some of the scams that go on. It also is true with you know express kidnappings in the Caribbean and in, in Latin America. Criminals want an easy payday. Mm-hmm. Um, they're lazy. That's why they're criminals. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> It's true, right? Yeah. So, so they like to to hang around places where a the tourists go, mm-hmm. right? And there's tourist districts and zones in in every city around the world. So they hang around those places, and again, they look for easy targets. Mm-hmm. They look for people that don't speak the language. They look for people that are kind of way too relaxed, or, or you know, kind of just in the you know the the mood, the moment, and they're they're friendly and they want to absorb the culture. And you know, one of the you know the scams is that you know someone puts a bracelet on your wrist and and you, then you can't get it off and you got to pay for it. Mm. And it's not you know five bucks; it's a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so so things like that that you know can can cause you some headaches and, and, mm-hmm. and uh, can single you out for for a pit pocket or a crime. 
So, you know, we have to kind of break it down and, and look at how we actually are, you know, exposing ourselves, right? So, you know, obviously the, the do's and don'ts, you know, are, are simple, you know, with the don't wear, you know, American clothing brands on your, you know, that say, you know, Abercrombie or right. say Columbia <laughs> or say North Face or, you know, all that kind of stuff is just a dead giveaway mm-hmm. um, that, that you're not from around there. Obviously, one of the other things is, and, and, and criminals, you know, however lazy or opportunistic they may be, in many cases, they're, they're still professionals. Yeah. And they do know what to look out for. Yeah. Um, so if you're sitting in Paris in one of the many cafes and in one of the many tourist zones, um, a lot of these places cater to tourists. Obviously, there's some other, you know, more local people there, but they cater to tourists. So you can either avoid the place altogether or, you know, a lot of these places have, you know, English menus, right? They have two menus, mm. one in French or whatever, one in mm-hmm. Italian, one in English. So you're sitting at that cafe with your, your spouse or your, your family or whatever it may be, and you're all, you all have the English menus out and criminals are looking for that. I mean, they can spot them and they know the difference and, and they're, they're hanging around looking for that. So, 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 so what do you do there? I mean, cause obviously you're there in Paris, you don't, maybe you don't speak French and you're in a place where you got to order, right? Right. And you got the English menu. I mean, is there some tact where you, sure. you know, what's, what's some thoughts there for sure. folks? Easy thing is you get both. You get both mm. the French menu and the uh, the English one, and, and you you take a quick look at the English one, but you you, you cover it with the French one mm-hmm. and you keep them, you know, so it's it's not as visible, you know. So again, there are little things like that that we can help mitigate some of the risk or some of our exposure mm-hmm. to those types of, of criminal elements. Yeah, you know, reading you know American newspapers or reading American guidebooks in public. So it's okay okay to do it, but just understand your surroundings. Sure. Right. Sure. Well, what we say to, to a lot of clients that, that fly into Latin America, right? A lot of people come out of a, you know, immigration's customs area and they're looking for their car service or their mm-hmm. hotel service, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and they got the sign or whatever it is. And sometimes they don't see them. So they're kind of sitting around the departure area or they're, sorry, the arrival area, just kind of looking like a deer in the headlights, looking at the signs, looking for, you know, whatnot, um, you know, maybe getting on their phone, you know, and there are people that hang around airports looking for people like that. Yeah. And if you, if you kind of act that way, you're going to expose yourself to these these elements. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we tell people, you know, if you don't see the sign immediately, you know, just keep walking, act like, you know, exactly where you're going, walk into a restaurant, a bar, you know, sit down at the bar, order a drink or whatever, and then get on your cell phone and try to find the guy mm-hmm. and have him meet you at the restaurant or whatever it may be. But sitting around and exposing yourself in those types of situations um, makes it easier to, to pick you out of a crowd. Yeah. Um, and in Latin America, in some countries, you know, it's not, you know, you're not going to get pickpocketed you're going to get kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my stories is um, I, I flew into Port Au Prince a couple of years ago. Um, and, and that's a, and that, that was when the kidnapping rate was super high. Mm. And I flew in and um, I had a car from the hotel that was going to come pick me up. Of course, the guy wasn't there and it's really chaotic in, in Port Au Prince. I don't know if anybody's um, listening <laughs> has, has been there, but it's um, not, not the, the nicest neighborhood. Right. Everybody and, wants to get you something or right. take you somewhere. And, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So I didn't see the guy, um, and and you know obviously it's it's you know I got to get out of the airport as soon as possible because the longer you stay at the airport, mm. the 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 more you make yourself a target. Mm-hmm. So I found a you know a woman that was waiting for someone else as well, um, and she appeared to be a, you know an American woman. She had a lanyard on and worked for one of the NGO organizations. And I kind of just went up to her like I was meeting her, and I asked her, "Hey, listen, you know, do you know any good taxi service or any any good driver here that can just take me up the road to the hotel?" And she, of course, was, "Oh yeah, absolutely." And and she hooked me up, and I got in the car, and and uh, you know, I, I I knew I did the best I could of of kind of getting out of the airport, but I wasn't quite sure when I got in the car and started heading out of the airport. Until he turned on the radio and he had the uh, the Christian radio station on, so I knew that was going to be okay. <laughs> you're going to be all right. 
So we're having a conversation with Ross Thompson from Classified Worldwide Consulting. Folks, if you want more information, go to classifiedworldwide.net. And we've been talking a little off air on air about doing an event. So be tuned in for that as you listen to the show as well for details coming for maybe some private events in different areas, talking about protecting wealth and security, health, everything with Ross, maybe some FBI guys. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get some people in some situations, Ross, and see how they can get out of it. And But folks, the goal is really to help you be in a situation, in a place where you can be prepared, live with intention, don't be a wandering generality uh, in life, but really kind of walk in, and strive and live with purpose. Not only as you travel, but as you live life and everything else that you do. So, Ross, thanks so much for joining us again and sharing more insight to our listeners. Gentlemen, always a pleasure. Again, the website is classifiedworldwide.net. We'll be right back with more on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall coming up next. Worried about losing money in another market crash? Ever wonder if your investments are in the right place? I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies, radio show host, and TV commentator. There's a lot of fog in the financial industry, and I want the average investor to be able to break through that fog. That's why I wrote the book, Retire Once, Retire Well. It reveals secrets that Wall Street doesn't want you to know and gives you insider tips to help you maximize your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com to get your copy right now. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. And welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Find us online, leanonthewall.com. You can give us a call, 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-9255. Well, I hope you're feeling all right after you took a a rough look at your taxes so far this year. Uh, We got a a nice little surprise. We don't have to pay as much as we did last year at my house. So that's a very good thing, Michael. And I know that you help people every day. This is an aspect of your business. And you have Danny Lassiter as a partner with you. And let's talk a little bit about that because people are looking for ideas right now. April 15th is not far away. And I know that that's, uh, that's something that people come to you as far as questions are concerned. Well, it sure is, Randy. And, uh, you know, for full disclosure, I guess we actually have a couple of different companies for those <laughs> those that have been listening, Randy. And, you know, really, so Wall Financial Group, Wall Private Wealth, those companies are, are kind of where we help uh, clients protect and grow wealth and do the financial planning, retirement planning, et cetera, on their finances. But Wall Lasseter was birthed a couple of years ago, and that's where Danny comes in. Danny Lasseter, she is, uh, if, if you're driving around uh, the Palm Beach County area and you see Palm Beach Atlantic University, uh, right when you get ready to go on the island, you'll see the Lasseter Education Center. That is her family. She was an attorney at Gunster for some time. And then uh, a little while ago, Randy, we ended up connecting for two reasons. One is she really just had a passion to kind of be a little bit more independent and help families in general save money in taxes and you know, I had a passion to kind of say, you know, we're connecting with, with a lot of the media and different things that we've done over the years. And as our business has grown, we've connected with a lot of business owners. They're saying, hey, they want to kind of start to prepare for retirement. Maybe they're five to 10 years out. They have a successful company and, you know, they're getting killed in taxes. I mean, listen, nobody loves the fact that Uncle Sam is part of your beneficiary package. So we want to try and, you know, as, as Danny and I always say, try and legally, morally, and ethically 
disinherit the IRS. One other factor that I got to say to kind of set it up is, you know, there's a lot of people out there that do taxes. So just kind of give the right preference here. And Danny and I's and Danny's really doing a lot of the heavy lifting here when it comes to the planning per se, because that's really her specialty. But both her and I are what's called certified tax coaches. And the neat thing about that, uh, Randy, is there's only about 400, that's right, 400 in the country, in the entire U.S., uh, that do this. And it's a much more in-depth process. And so I wanted to have Danny on just real quick to talk about taxes, as well as a nonprofit that she started a little bit ago, a lot of fun and uh, doing great things there. But Danny, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me on the show, Michael. It's always a good time. Yeah. And so tell us, Danny, what would you say, obviously sitting down and connecting with families as they come into the office and, you know, we're kind of doing reviews. Somebody sits down. What does that look like for someone that's kind of saying, you know, I think I'm, I I got a business, I'm successful, or maybe I'm a 1099 salesperson. Uh, Maybe they're a doctor, they have a practice, maybe they're in real estate, whatever it may be. And they say, you know what, I I really, I I just want to know, is there a way that I can save money in taxes? You know, typically I think what we found is, folks, if you're listening to this out there, typically someone that we're working with on that side is making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year in in income or more. So what does that look like for somebody, Danny, coming in? They're they're afraid of taxes. They don't want to pay their taxes this year, but they got to pay them. They're paying maybe more than they should. They've been successful. What's that process look like of somebody coming in and sitting down? Well, see, Michael, what you just mentioned is the biggest mistake that people make is they wait until tax time. They wait till now for 2016 when really January, you know, now it's actually February is when you should be planning for 2017. So that's one of the biggest things coming in, especially with new clients. We try to encourage them to prepare in advance. So all Mm. of our current existing clients are happy go lucky right now. Why? Because we've (laughs) planned, we've, I mean, we've made it easy for Mm -hmm. them. We've planned in advance. They're saving a lot of money. They're happy. They know exactly what's coming out of their pocket. Yeah. Last year, I know on average, our clients saved about $40,000 last year in taxes. Yeah. Uh, mm. And that's, it's huge. Yeah. But what what is the biggest mistake people make? They come in and they, they've got a stack of receipts and they have no idea what's going on. You mm-hmm. need to come in early and you need to be prepared. And that's really, uh, you know, when we when we meet with these clients, that's really, we encourage them to be on top of it. And then that's why they retain us so they don't have to keep, uh, keep, keep playing the game. Playing, yeah, exactly. Keep yeah. playing the game. <laughs> they don't want to deal with this stuff. And I get it. I mean, yeah. I was there before. I understand. People don't want to look, you know, they don't yeah. want, they don't want the headache. Yep. So here's a question. Somebody's in a situation where, you know, they've built a, they're listening to this right now and they're like, you know what, but I got a good, I got a good CPA. Now I know you're a tax attorney, which is different. Very different in relation to strategy. In fact, we just got referred to two gentlemen uh, that are just friends that, you know, basically have an architectural company and doing a great job. And we were referred from an attorney from them basically to make sure that they had the right corporate structure, uh, kind of preparing in advance. They're a couple years in, they really wanted to be in the right place. And then obviously there's others that are very seasoned businesses. So I guess my question is if somebody's in a place where they're listening to this right now, by the way, folks, if you're in a place where you are listening to this, and you're like, you know what? I like what they're saying. I want to get a little bit more information. Go to leanonthewall.com. Go to leanonthewall.com or give us a ring, 888-511-WALL. Again, 888-511-9255. 
And we can talk about what that looks like to sit down and have a simple review. But if somebody's in a situation, Danny, where they're listening to this and they're like, you know, I got a CPA. I've had one for all these years. We got a great relationship, but I just don't know. Because, you know, CPAs, quite honestly, they're great people, but they're historians, right? A lot of times. So the question that I have for you is this. If they're in a place where they got a great relationship, do they have to, in your eyes, now I know the answer, but for the folks listening, do they have to give up that relationship with the CPA in order to work with you? What does that process look like as far as connecting? Do they have to give that up? And number two, um, what is the differentiation between what, what Wall Lasseter does and just a traditional CPA? That's a great question, Mike. You know, a lot of times we actually do continue to work with the CPAs that our clients uh, have because they have that ongoing existing relationship and the CPAs are doing a fine job. But again, the CPA's job is to take what is given to them and to use it, uh, you know, and, you know, essentially to do the tax returns and to do the ongoing accounting work. But our job is a little bit different as planners. We come in proactively and we look and we see what they're doing existing, what they're doing now, and see if we can change that um, to save them money in taxes. So it's a little bit different. Um, the CPAs, typically, that's not their business structure. Mm. Their structure is a little bit different. They're they're working with the documents. They're working with the history. We're, we're trying to come in before and make, you know, make the history. We're trying to write it. Yeah. Um, so it, it's a little bit different time. You know, people here, tax planner, they think, oh, oh, okay. Uh, you know, I got a tax person already. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got, yeah. Well, I got a CPA. Oh, yeah. you know, I've got, I'll, I already have my will done. No, yeah. no, 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 no. We're talking about income tax planning. We're yeah. talking about actually you write your own story. Yeah. Um, the CPAs kind of are there after the fact and we're here before, you know, before it begins. Yeah. And we're going to talk a little later in the show, folks. I'm going to cover uh, to parlay a little bit and talk about the idea of income tax planning, so to speak. In other words, how can you, when you build your portfolio, how can you take as much income from the portfolio as you can in a tax-free manner? Because Obviously, we talk about all the time around here at the office, the goal, Danny, and I know you're, you're sitting here laughing at me because we say it all the time, and it is the fact of, folks, our goal is to morally, legally, and ethically disinherit the IRS. And I think a good way to uh, look at a tax attorney and what Wall Lasseter does is really the idea of, you know, if you go to the doctor, you're very familiar with that. Most people are going to have a GP, right? General practitioner, whether they're going to get their blood pressure, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But if something major happens with your hip, right, or your shoulder, well, you're, he's going to refer you then to a specialist. That doesn't mean that you kick the GP to the, to the curb and say, well, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to work with her or him anymore. You're just, you're going to a specialist. So it's the same way where any good CPA is going to realize what they don't know. You know, it's like anything that anybody, we've all heard this in time. The most important thing to be successful is to understand what you don't know or what you don't specialize in and then find folks who do specialize in that and help get the knowledge and obtain the knowledge to help to get you where you need to go. So that's why I use the doctor analogy, Danny, because that's really what it's like. It's, you know, the CPA is kind of the GP. And then again, oftentimes they're not necessarily forecasting, you know, two years out, three years out, five years out. And, and in particular, what this business structure or that business structure is going to do in the future and how money flows from one company to another, et cetera. And that's kind of what you jump into. Now, let me ask you one other question on that. And I want to parlay into the nonprofit because I think this is really cool of how you've participated in that. When somebody comes in, uh, how much time does it take? I mean, it's not really, because I think a lot of people say, oh, Jesus, I don't have time for this. You know, I got to get all this stuff together, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
as far as the process of time for people, you know, I guess my understanding is in the process of meetings that I've been in is really just, you know, if somebody comes in and sits down, we take an hour, 45 minutes, 50 minutes, whatever, uh, or whatever that looks like and, and, and get the information needed from them. How much more time in addition to that? Or what does it look like as far as long-term relationship with the plan for folks? Well, as far as when they initially come in, we always meet with them, try to figure out their situation. So that doesn't take a whole lot of time. Then we get all their documents from them, review their, you know, review their history, and then try and we put together a plan for them. And that, I mean, that takes a process of a couple of weeks and we're doing the work there. We sit down with them, we explain that process to them. And then typically most of our clients, even the ones with CPAs, we're reviewing that uh, we're reviewing what they're doing on either a monthly or a quarterly basis. So, but I mean, it's not taking up their time. Uh, it's taking up our time. So we're, you know, we're essentially, you know, helping them. They're the CEO of their company and then we're their CFO. Yeah. So we're coming in and we're trying to take that headache away from them by managing, you know, and watching exactly what's going on to make sure they're doing exactly what we've told them uh, as far as being tax efficient. Yeah. And folks, the reason I, again, the reason I wanted to have Danny on here is because, you know, you come into the office and you decide to participate in uh, that tax planning situation. You're going to be connecting with her and dealing with her, et cetera. And I know a lot of you listening to this out there are probably going to take steps to do that. Now, I got to let you know that we are boutique. So we want to make sure just like on any company that we're only, you know, we're working with the folks that it's the right fit one to another. So if you're out there and you're listening to this and you want to participate in getting a second set of eyes on your tax structure, regardless of what your situation is, as long as you're making at least a couple hundred thousand dollars a year or more, I'm going to challenge you. Take the $40,000 tax challenge, right? That's our average client savings last year. And take that challenge, pick up the phone and give us a ring at 888-511-WALL. Again, 888-511-9255 or go to leanonthewall.com. The question I have for you is what could you do with an additional 40000 that you didn't give to the government? You know, you could give it to your kids. You could go to more parties, take trips, whatever you want to do. But at the end of the day, we're not guaranteeing that's what you're going to save. It might be more. We had a client just recently, we saved well over $100,000 in taxes. So it just depends on the situation. Hopefully, we'll be able to save you lots of money like other folks we've had in the past as well. And uh, Danny, I know that it's free to have a first initial analysis on the tax side. And obviously, we decide what the plan looks like from there. But Danny, thanks so much for joining us again, taking some time away from you know helping people with their taxes as well as your, your charity, Southern Comfort Canines, and just joining us on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. So folks, if you're out there and you're listening to this and you've heard all the different things from the show, whether it be from tax planning, advanced tax planning with Danny, taking the $40,000 challenge, questions about your portfolio, you want to minimize your risk and maximize your growth, you want to maximize your overall plan, give us a ring, 888-511-WALL, 888-511-WALL. And as we together join forces to really make a difference in our community at the right organizations that are connecting and adding value. I want to challenge you this coming next week to really live on point, live on purpose, and take steps to improve your future. You're the only one who will live your future. It's an awesome responsibility. Until next time, enjoy your week. Enjoy the time to come, and we will hope to catch you next week, same time, same place, on the Wealth and Health Show. Have a great one. Talk to you soon, folks. Thanks for listening to the Wealth and Health Radio Show with Michael Wall. To schedule your own personal appointment, call 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-9255. And to find out more about Michael and the Wall Financial Group, head to leanonthewall.com.